once again from a closet above Hellgate Station in Old Harlem, an otherworldly broadcast of Hellgate City Companion, presented by WNAD, the, the Nat, 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 Neo, Neo, Neo Amsterdam Dimensions, and made possible with funding by the people at Weatherby's Weather Veins. Which way doth the wind blow? Thy veins know. Season's greetings! It's Kirby Bevins, your friendly neighborhood host. Good dusk, one and all. The air thins and howls over our icy cityscape. Days shorten stiflingly as the mournful cathedral bell tolls. Christmas time draws near. Xmas represents a profound holiday in Neo Amsterdam. Here's a note from JM of Schenectady, who inquires, I always wondered during a Christmas plague, what do demons eat? Good question. Demons nosh upon the manna that constitute living souls, myrrh, and raw Cornish game hen. In national news, President Gorp's fight for re-election and reanimation of the populace in his Luciferian self-image marches on. He fired his defense secretary, Winchester Ensley, for refusing to declare undying loyalty to Gorp Incorporated. When asked about Ensley's ouster, President-elect Lindsay Parrott smiles and nods. Rumors suggest Ensley failed to offer compromising collateral, which lies at the heart of Gorp's vow of submission. Though, some aides in the White Fortress claim this vow is a hoax. Others insist it's a thinly-veiled attempt to force the requisite number of cabinet members to stake their very souls on his winning and unfurl his one true path to ascension. Ascension. Is it heaven on earth? The sky city in the clouds? Or just hell in a loft bed? Few will ever know, since admission is based on extraordinary wealth, influence, and genetic selection. Good luck! And now, a word from our favorite spicy condiment. When your sweater feels scratchy, your lips turn chappy, you're ready for a nappy till you break open trappies. It's the favorite of your pappy and your great-grandpappy, Trappy's Hot Sauce. Please sponsor us. In Outer Borough news, starvation grinding has set in among furloughed workers and the homeless. If you've felt them nipping at your elbows, hunger is the most likely cause. Please continue to wear your precinct distributed elbow pads and respirator helmet. If you are among the hungry, please visit a food bank. Imitation Elbow is back. This just in from the groundskeeper of the Fort Tyrant Hound Run. Avoid the glowing blue paw prints. Do not allow your pooch to sniff or lick them. A visitor complaint cites hellhounds as the culprit. The Department of Decontamination points to plasma leaks from a portal in the 192nd Street Tunnel. 
their latest advisory asks everyone to keep pets heavily booted. Now that the autumnal genocide reenactment has passed and the last embers of the Thanksgiving bonfire have sputtered to a halt, let's indulge in some submissions from our Radio Diaries request. What part of wintry depression gets you down? And which makes you queasiest? And what about that makes you grateful? Let's roll the tape from Sarah V's Radio Diary debut. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm 14 years old, and I thought the plague would be good this year since I don't like people. But I miss in-person learning, and my parents disappeared in October. And that's been tough. God, I don't know what I'd do if they came back as ghouls or mole gimps. So I've been pretty sad about that. But gladly, I'm starting to feel numb. I live in Hell's Kitchen with my aunt now. She has a good heart and has been helping me look for my parents. Sometimes she gets grouchy and rails against Dendricks and Damien's when she's drunk. Maybe she's got a point. There are a lot of posers spreading BS about demon conspiracies. I'm more of a sidebender, which I get from my parents. But my aunt, she swears science is insufficient. People rip on her because she tends to horses and drives a horse-drawn carriage in Seneca Park. Or she used to. Business dried up during the lockdown. People accuse her of being a Damien, selling horses to billionaire pedophiles and demons so they can enter the Hellgate. But honestly, she loves horses more than people. Something happened recently that I think your listeners would like to know. We've been fighting about cereal. She says she can't stand visual noise, but I know we just can't afford cereal in a box. So she only buys the generic sack of Crustios. They taste stale, and we have a ceiling goblin that keeps chewing through the sack and eating them, till one night it gobbled them all. Big problem when that's the only food left in the cupboard. Anyways, we had to... I'm not supposed to say this. We lost Talos, our horse Borg. His cybernetic hind leg broke, and the glycoacid burned him real bad. He was dead in his stall when we found him. So here's the part of the plague that makes me most queasy. Just the thought of him suffering at night, being trapped. It's really sad. My aunt said the city would levy astronomical fines if they found out it was an electrical leg failure and they'd garnish her wages, which would make us hungry and homeless. So we had to eat Tay-Tay to destroy the evidence because we were out of food. And I say all of this not for pity, but because it's not fair what people claim about my aunt. It's not fair how caretakers are treated in this city. People see your big animal and instantly think you're bartering to pass through the gate to some other dimension. Sure, there are probably some people who exploit animals like that, but she treats them far better than 
better than they would be treated upstate or in the wild where they would get poached. So anyway, I'm grateful to her for keeping us alive. She says there was an old saying before the gate opened that doing something pointless is like beating a dead horse. And that's what you're doing when you point your finger at people like my auntie and call her a Damien demon lover. Meanwhile, she's eating a dead horse just to save her family. If you hear this mom and dad, please Celex me. Woo-wee, that was heavy. Time for a break to process. Here we would have an ad for Harney and Sons. Tea that's good for fathers, mothers, and their sons. Welcome back now to this second half of Hellgate Borough Companion. I want to send out a hello to Jack and Vilna and Bushwick from Justin and Lacey and Vandalia. Happy birthday to Chick, way out yonder in Walla Walla, Washington, from you-know-who facepalming in the Gronx. And to Schmilly in Mexico, Missouri, may your mother Gela's soul have an Aaliyah from Fran, Bucky, Snodgrass, and Cassandra, who also wish you a speedy recovery and a swift end to the amputations. To Philomena in Bangor, Uncle John of Wuthering'ton Heights sends his regards and hopes for an easier, less possessed birth. Special bulletin from Dendrick's Corner, just in time for your gift list. Anonymous writes, Dear Kirby, I got one of these powerful demon-possessed swords on Meg's Lisp. But something tells me it's been soaking in the blood of a lesser demon with low self-esteem. It said, Slay the FedEx driver who left a door tag but never rang your bell. By drawing a frowny face beside the checkbox to leave the package unattended. Or it says, Call customer service and see that Rhonda about how the plague is giving people in her circumstances an unfair burden. Then allow her to take a 15-minute break during your call so the company believes she's working. When she's done, you'll sink a knife into the back of the man, in effect. Also, some of these demon-ridden swords are needy AF. Mine continues to demand more blood, so I shut him up by squeezing a used... I can't say this. Demon possession runs rampant, and perfectly good weapons on Meg's Lisp, too. Who wants nunchucks soaked in the blood of 700 ninjas? Use promo code UPCHUCK for 20% off as a Yuletide special. And by the way, have you ever been goofing around with demon-possessed throwing stars and accidentally sacrificed a guy? Yeah, me either, <laughs> but 
If anyone has, I'd love to hear how they went about handling it. Thanks, and happy holidays. Dendrick's Corner is brought to you by Megslisp. It's a fine place to buy, swap, and sell things you can't find anywhere else. This local marketplace may seem a bit off until you realize, hey, that's just Meg's Lisp. Quirky, different, sold. It's that time again. Time to transport you from your daily worries to another titillating tale of the before times, courtesy of Weatherby Weatherfanes. Allow me to transport you back through the hours, days, months, and years. Remember the corporate lunchroom? Oh, Patrizio. Josephat's ghost, call me Pat. What are you, my great aunt? I'm so glad I caught you. One week to retirement. How exciting and scary for you. Freedom for me. You'll be floundering in my absence. That's so. Well, if that's how you see leaving the job that defined your career and filled a gaping hole in your personality for two decades, great. But I have a favor to ask. I'm leaving to honor my duties as a father. Not because I'm convinced you'll be able to fill my role without putting people's lives in danger. I'm merely duty-bound. Something you wouldn't understand. Okay, world's oldest dad. Says the woman aging faster than a chain smoker's tit in midday sun. Well, <laughs> we'll see who lasts longer in their next role. You're just furious your greatest rival is going to wipe you off the weather map wearing blanched mauve nail polish. Now about your office, I... Viewers will weep on the phone lines to bring me back. You think anyone calls phones or will notice you're gone after a day or two? Producers are delighted to be rid of you. You and your unhinged catastrophizing, you ruin the network's credibility. I've put lives out of danger. I said, the eye of a storm is safe if you can stay in it. Now, will you take credit for encouraging that man to dive into a puddle during the flood? I think he deserves more than a basilar skull fracture and a smirk. Wow. If you knew the weather as well as you know the injuries of schmucks, I wouldn't be half as concerned you'll damn us all. Stop. I'm not used to compliments from you. I just wanted to ask you to clear out your desk drawers by tomorrow. What? Your office. I'm moving in. I'll need the rest of the week to redecorate. No. No? I'll clear them out by end of day Friday. Fine. Then as lead weather reporter of this network, I'm ordering you to clear your drawers. Ah, that ungodly wind. Still no. And it's a cold front moving northeast from Mount Pleasant, Michigan with 30 to 40 mile per hour winds, you nincompoop. I'm sorry, what? You heard me, Irene. I heard a sexist control freak engaged in workplace discrimination. It'd be a shame to lose your severance package over a last-minute harassment complaint. Uh, charming. I have no qualms with your gender, but your lack of professional skills makes me puke a little in my mouth. A lot. This inability to respect and work with other people, it's disgusting. Do as I said, or 
Feel free to retire and disgrace you, old skag. I'm off to file a complaint. Hold on, you sway-backed hussy. I challenge you to a duel of knife-tipped umbrellas. I'd cut you to ribbons. Try it. And if I win, you'll clear your office today and stop all this nonsense, assuming you're not fatally injured. Yes, I'll allow you to desecrate my office. That's not what I asked. Petty wench. Silence! I was saying yes, yes, but if you lose, you'll resign from primetime and allow me to choose my successor. Deal. You think I'm a fool? Those terms sound like trash scuttling in the breeze. And if I say no, I get the job anyway. Sweeten the deal. You want sweets? I'll give you sugar, sourpuss. If you win, I'll also hand over the antique copper weather vane passed down to me by Antonio Garibaldi, founding father of our weather division. May he rest in low humidity. You pathetic, paternalistic, weather fetish addicted... Fine. I accept. Noon. On the roof. Forty-seven minutes later, the weather reporters unsheathe their razor-sharp umbrellas upon the rooftop and begin to duel. On guard! The stunning conclusion to be continued next week's show. Brought to you by Weatherby's Weather Veins. Which way doth the wind bloweth? Thy vein knoweth. In local news, bodegas, where you swing through at 107 a.m. for a pint of slobbin' moss. Locally sourced dates, a scratch lotto ticket, chopped cheese sandwich, two pack of pain pills, and a rat trap. Perhaps you've seen the local bodegas plastered with mysterious flyers, signed Rafe R. I picked one up at Organic Smoke and Vegetable. While we still haven't tracked down the culprit, please do not cover storefronts and cats in flyers. It's illegal and the paste smells funny. However, it appears the flyers were correct. There is a lie right under our noses fellow Amster denizens. For we have been disinfecting our groceries in vain. The plague, it turns out, spreads via blood coughs into the eye or ear at one to two feet distance. If it wets you, it gets you. Mayor Boccaccio has acknowledged he knew this as early as September, but that most people do not wash produce enough anyway in non-plague times. Handwashing protocols also will remain indefinitely as nose picking has reached an all-time high, transmitting seasonal illness that weakens the body and primes it to be utterly demolished by the plague. So, if a limb or appendage comes loose and a tentacle sprouts in its place, accompanied by a dry cough, please visit the local medical clinic or the central ward immediately. It will not grow into the missing limb, as some claim. Go with haste. In the meantime, send us your tales of Christmas hijinks. What's the wildest holiday memory that brings you back to a time before demons? I'm sorry. Uh, I meant a time before this demonic plague. I... I'm not from this 
dimension. There, I said it. Does that make me a demon? By some definitions, yeah. Though, I'd call myself a traveler. It's a long story, I won't get into it now. But uh, do subscribe and tune in again after rating us all the stars in iJams, or I will be rapidly decapitated. Next up, Madison Hayes woos you with the wistful sounds of Bridge, an exciting new game from another dimension, or a trap in the devil's playground. This has been a Hellgate City Companion. Hold your loved ones close unless they've been exposed. And may the unicorn's horn tickle your offspring's toes. This is your host, Kirby Bevins, signing off. Fare thee well.